0: Say something. Why do you keep moving this? I didn't like where it was. Why didn't you like where it was? It's
1: in front of my face.
0: You don't like it in front of your face?
1: No welcome to the approach podcast with adam adam is a celebrity chef turned health coach to the stars an ex-gymnast and ultra marathon runner here he'll discuss intermittent fasting sugars intake sustainable weight loss and so much more no script needed and off the cuff adam's knowledge and passion for wellness and nutrition will blow you away so sit back relax and prepare to get healthy
0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Approach Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today—the one, the only, Rachel. Hello. Uh, my wife is here with me today. We used to—we actually started this podcast together, and then she left me hanging, and I went on my own.
1: No, that is absolutely <laughs> not what happened.
0: We couldn't coordinate all the times, and so she just said, why don't you just do your own thing? People want to hear about health and nutrition more than they want to hear about us, maybe. Is that what happened?
1: I just didn't feel like we were working well together
0: <laughs> I thought we were working great together no, oh. There was
1: a little bit of pressure I, I don't oh, like pre- the added pressure Rachel
0: doesn't like being anywhere on time Maybe that's the thing um, We yeah. have a great topic for you today As always, we are double dipping I am on TikTok live And we are doing the podcast The question and topic that we actually spoke about with the group last night Rachel actually has been helping me all week long What a trooper she is um we had our group last night, our New Year's challenge had the last session last night. And so one of the biggest topics that came up was emotional eating. And I brought Rachel in because she, when we first met, she was a big emotional eater. Um, and for those of you who don't know, we how we found each other's her sister Hannah did my program. And then she would kind of piggybacked off what Hanna was doing and then, you know, learned, I guess, about the approach and things like that. But again, her biggest yeah. challenge was... Hannah
1: was doing the program and I was asking her a lot of questions. Are you telling how we met?
0: I, well, I was summarizing uh, okay, it, yeah. So,
1: um. I was asking her questions and my sister said, why don't you just come to my appointment with me? And... That was how we met. The rest <laughs> is history,
0: as they say. Yeah. So she walked into the appointment, which no one ever comes. It's like a one-on-one appointment. But she brought her sister, and thank God she did. Right? Um,
1: was it love at first sight? It's, yeah. For you, really? Sure. Me? Yeah, sure.
0: Baby, this isn't a dating oh, podcast. Sorry. This is a health podcast. Oh,
1: then okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. My
0: goodness. Um. So great topic, which I think most people are out of touch with is that emotional eating side, meaning we, we don't really recognize that we're doing so most of the time. And,
1: or they recognize mm-hmm. it and they want to just pretend they don't do it.
0: And they want to stop so, in my expertise, the best battle against emotional eating is starting to recognize that you're emotional eating. I think that's the first step into anything that you really do is really find out where the source is coming from and stuff like that. So, why don't you talk about your weight loss journey? Okay.
1: Um, so, Rachel used
0: to be 400 pounds before we met. No, just
1: kidding. Uh, <laughs> So I, ever since I was a teenager, I was an emotional eater. I don't think I knew it as a teenager, but you know, my, I was a little, my father had a drinking problem and I was always kind of feeling a little nervous at home and my parents fought a lot. And you know, when you, you become a teenager and you get your your period or whatever and you you know you gain weight and it's not that you're gaining weight you're just turning into like a woman sure you know and I think that that was really hard for me especially um when you're a teenage girl and you see the other girls who are maybe in sports or they're like the lacrosse players or the field hockey girls and they are very thin and muscular, and, and that really wasn't my body type. Mm-hmm. And so I had this like very kind of like I don't want to say womanly, but turning into more like curvy girl.
0: Do you <laughs> like, think some of the emotional eating can actually come from like comparing too? Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see it in my own daughters who are eight and eleven. Um, my eleven-year-old saying to me, you know, mom. I think, I think that I have a a fat stomach and I know that she's comparing her body to other girls Mm -hmm. her age that have a completely different body type.
0: Right. What's the, that quote comparison is the thief thief of of joy. joy. Yeah, that's a really good one. I actually saw it the other day and I've used it before. Um, so yeah, comparing, especially when you're, uh, turn, you know, a younger child turning into a woman, going, yeah. getting your period, and, and your I'm, body's but changing. But the
1: thing is, is like I remember my father making comments to me about my weight, and mm. and at that age, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I really do think it was hormonal, and kind of girls are like figuring out their body and stuff. And that's why I say to you sometimes, like, with, you know, like, don't say they're skinny or whatever, because you you just don't know the impact. Um, You know, my dad is always commenting.
0: Well, this came up the other day. In fact, for our household, um, one of my daughters, Ava, has been working out a lot more. She kind of has found this new joy in, in weightlifting and going to the gym and I see that she's... I said, oh, you're looking... What did I say? I said, you're looking you skinny. Said,
1: you said you're looking skinny. Yeah.
0: And I and thought that was a compliment, but from a woman's That was a birth-
1: huge trigger for yeah. me as a mom and also with my two daughters because it, it, I think back to my dad. My dad equated... Or this is how I, how I felt. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't what, it, what he meant, but this is how I took it. He equated his love for me On whether I was thin enough for him. That's how I took it.
0: Wow. That's deep. (laughs)
1: Pretty messed up.
0: Yeah, it's really messed up. Obviously, in my compliment, it was just a compliment wanting to, you know, almost encourage her that, hey, what she's doing is is she's doing well and keep it up. I
1: think ultimately what we need to do it, especially for our young daughters, is we approve of them and we love them and they're perfect, exactly how they are, and that's. And I think the the thing with Ava, I don't necessarily think it's it's that she's it's because she's working out. I think it's that she's just losing her baby fat. I think that she's that's that's it, really it what could, I think. She she's just re, yeah she, she's growing. She's. I don't know.
0: Regardless, I, I agree with you that, you know, you got to really kind of, you, even though I was saying something in the most positive and totally. inspiring way, it might not come across that way. Um, so yeah, we got to use our words wisely.
1: No, oh, and I know that you meant it like that. And that's why we're a good team, because I'm that, that fragile 13-year-old still sometimes,
0: oh, unfortunately.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, emotional eating is the topic of the day Again, if you're just joining me on TikTok uh, We are recording our this week's podcast um, And so, yeah, emotional eating Especially for these younger... And I coach... Uh, children, the youngest I've coaches is nine and 10 years old. Yeah. And it's, it's tough for, for as a health coach to, you know, obviously use the correct words and things like that, and make sure that if they're coming to me, um, this isn't about weight loss. And this is strictly about eating healthier to live a long, happy life and to have energy and, and, and the, things and like the, that.
1: And the result, the is result
0: is, is generally weight loss and yeah, feeling good and, and all those good things. But, what are some of the other challenges that you've had uh, with emotional eating? And I know for you, you, were, you even still are a very quick eater, and I've told the yeah. story a hundred times about how <laughs> I actually met. And I'll tell it on here because I think it's a good story to listen to while you're driving in the car or whatnot or if you're watching on TikTok. Rachel and I had not been together very long and she obviously knew that I was a health coach and uh, one rule or one kind of homework in my program is putting the fork down. And so what that does is it kind of makes you more mindful of the meal that you're eating. Um, it slows things down for you. You get fuller quicker instead of shoveling food and not know when you're full. So it's uh, a lot of positive things by kind of just taking that time, putting the fork down. So at any rate, uh, you know, I had, she had known this. She had been in that stage of the program and had known this. And she's like, Adam, you gotta help me out. Like if you see me shoveling food, like just take take the fork away or put my hand out or do something. I was like, Are you sure? She's like, Yes, like I need to be made aware of what I'm doing because I don't even I don't even know what's going on. I'm like Yeah, I've All always
1: r-. eaten very quickly.
0: I'm like, alright, cool. Like if if that helps you, like I'm, I have no problem in doing that. So a couple weeks later, um, we go to the first family event that I that I'm attending. I'm like meeting her mom for the first time, her aunts, her uncles. There's like 50 people. We actually fly into Asheville for what it was your aunt's uh, a big birthday fiftieth, uh, sixtieth birthday. Know. I not It was it was a birthday party or an anniversary party. But anyways. Rachel and I are sitting next to each other across the table. And it's this long family-style table are her mom and her stepdad. And I see Rachel at the corner of my eye. And obviously, she was maybe nervous. A lot of family members there whatnot. So I see her going to that kind of shoveling mode. And I gently take her hand and, like, kind of relax it on the table. And her mom went absolutely berserk on me. Like, you cannot control my daughter like that. And I, like, I had no idea even how to, like combat that conversation like I was like you don't understand like Rachel wants me doing this she's eating too fast she wants me to slow her down yada yada so I actually
1: uh, have a reminder in my phone that Adam put mm -hmm. in around lunchtime that says eat slower because I'm so and I think so many moms on here if you're a mom and you're busy and you're working and you have kids it's like You don't really take the time to sit down and enjoy a meal anymore.
0: Eating, standing up, yeah.
1: Or doing something, or we're, like, looking, we're scrolling on our phone while we're eating a meal. Right, right, right. but, But what I wanted to go back to was, I think the emotional eating, like, the worst it ever was for me was after I lost my father.
0: Okay. So after a loss, a tragedy.
1: Yeah. After, and I don't know if any of you guys out there have had any sort of trauma in your life. Um, but I think that, you know, I don't want to say it's like a food addiction, but I want to say it's like a replacement for something. A comfort. Like, it's a comfort. So like, if you're not a drinker and you're not someone who does drugs and you don't smoke, you know, maybe you turn to food for comfort. And that was what I did. Uh, I had a, a very Well, do you know why that
0: that happens? No. Because food is abundant. Food yeah. is everywhere. So it's a very easy, uh, attachable source because you could yeah. find it anywhere. So
1: I was living in New York City on the Upper East Side when I when I lost my father. There's some worked.
0: good lighting here, by the way. I there, know. I know for, <laughs> the first time in, for the
1: first time in the history of the world, there's good lighting in this Yeah, yeah. So I was living on the Upper East Side in New York City. And, you know, you can get anything in New York City. You can get drunk. You can get anything. And um, I just remember I had lost my dad. And obviously, I, I was telling you I had so many emotional issues and attachment issues with him. And um, it was after that that I really, really really had emotional.
0: so someone's saying on our tiktok live stress gets me every time my mother-in-law just moved in with me and has really messed up my eating so anything any kind of change in, in environment stress it's yeah. like an
1: easy kind of distraction yeah but it's like that saying like a minute on your lips puts like like a pat, 10 pounds Oh, I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh it, I, that might not be exactly what it is. We'll have to google it. it, but it sounds, it's so cute. Sounds it's good, like yeah. it's like 1 minute of this can cause such damage. Mm-hmm. And as a young woman in New York City, you know on your own on my own, yeah. just lost my dad, yeah. and I was still going out and drinking and, and having a good time, but definitely was turned I was very lonely. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very low. There was a void. Yes. Yeah. And that was really when it started.
0: So what would be your recommendation to all our listeners and viewers to battle the emotional eating?
1: So the reason why I love your program so much is it's the first time that I ever had structure with eating. Mm -hmm. And... I cannot stand when people say, oh, this is like disordered uh-huh, eating. Right, it is not right. disordered eating. Right. You know, if if you're someone who turns to food for comfort, there ain't nothing wrong with having a food schedule. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I would rather schedule my meals and meal prep and feel healthy than... Be eating and and, and eating, and also just but damaging my body and my GI system. Like, I don't want to do that, right? You know, so I think. I love the idea of having our meal schedules. Sure. No one, you don't feel good when you eat at 10 o'clock at night. I don't care what you're eating or no. when you're going to bed. It's, you feel so good in the morning when you have stopped eating three hours before bedtime. That's a beautiful thing. It's also teaching yourself that you can have control. You can control yourself. Right. That you're not out of control.
0: Well, I'm always talking about how we as human beings schedule everything in our lives. We schedule our kids' play dates, our work meetings, our, our school everything. classes, whatever it is. It is scheduled. The last thing we typically do is schedule our food intake. And so why not do that? Why not put some... Um, so
1: when I had a family, one, once I got pregnant and I had a family, mm-hmm. I started doing that. Mm-hmm. I got back into the planning and I really loved doing that. You know, years ago when Leah was first born and I would do like crock pot things and I really got into that. Mm -hmm. And then I had really stopped that emotional eating stuff. And then when my late husband got sick, that was when it it resurfaced for me. And it was really very, very Do you think
0: that we are all emotional eaters just... Some of us structure and plan, and some of us don't. I don't know. I, so I don't good, think so. A, no, I
1: think that there are some people that are very unattached to, to food and and to eating food, and they turn to other things. Maybe they smoke. Maybe they smoke weed. Like whatever like, right, it is that right, they do. Right. You know, I know a lot of people like that. They mm-hmm. don't have any attachment to
0: food, but uh, attachment to other things, but, right? But
1: but to other things. And so as a 42-year-old woman, I can really, really safely say (laughs) that I no longer feel shackled Mm. by my emotional eating because of your plan. Oh, well,
0: thanks. Thanks for the plug. (laughs) Um, Well, what a great conversation and topic. Um, Yeah, I think, you know, if you're battling some emotional eating Number one, start trying to recognize it um, and where those triggers are coming from. And then two, yeah, just maybe put some – you don't have to do my program necessarily, but put some structure in place. Put some planning in place. We do it for everything else in our lives. Why not do it towards food, our intake, our most important thing that gives us energy? So great topic, great conversation. If you want more information, you can always – Hit me up at Adam Potash Approach, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok uh, at Adam Approach, Adam Potash Approach, sorry, at Adam Approach.
1: See, if you want me to remember all this stuff, I can't even remember
0: it. At Adam Potash Approach, (sighs) (sighs) AdamPotash.com or at Adam Potash Approach. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm going to stay on TikTok here, but we're going to let everybody go who is listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for more.
1: If you like what you hear, please make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you're interested in health coaching, nutrition, and wellness tips, make sure to check out Adam and follow at Adam Potash Approach.